This is Nerd's Eye View, episode 267, for the 15th of March, and this is a special episode. Andrew is uh, out of town. We killed him. Because it's the 15th of March, beware the eyes of March. So oh, yeah. Well, you know we what? murdered him. He had it. Just look. Yeah. Look. Uh, he kind of had it coming. <laughs> Uh, and that's what that, he gets for trusting us because yeah. as you know when you trust someone look, on March 15th they stab you in the look, back I joined this podcast two years Literally. ago for the lawn long con yeah right I met I met Andrew mm-hmm. and I met you the wonderful yeah. Matt Benson your would-be co-conspirator yep and I said uh, hey you know what let's get rid of this Andrew guy yeah. and you're like hey I just met you and this is crazy but let's do this maybe <laughs> in two years yeah <laughs> uh and uh and you know here we are it happened yeah and uh and it, this is a special show we're not gonna be talking about the box office nope uh because no one cares yeah uh you know a star wars doesn't come out till later this year yeah people um, will care then yes that's and you know what i get we'll maybe talk about it then yeah i don't know i'm sure i'll be look andrew's not here anymore so (laughs) it's just kind of totally up in the air we might change the show format uh we're just kind of throwing it all to the wind but uh we're 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 doing something even crazier we're reviewing three movies not not one not two but three yeah it's uh yeah it's cats and dogs living together mass hysteria and uh let's ghostbusters in theater soon (laughs) definitely so uh you know let's get into the first one London has fallen. London has fallen. Hell of a presidential race, sir. Every day the same damn joke. What the hell they make you out of? Bourbon and poor choices. With security at unprecedented levels, this isn't just a gathering of the world's most powerful leaders. It is the most protected event on Earth. Welcome to London, Mr. President. What's wrong? Nothing. Bugs the hell out of me. An attack has decimated the British capital. Five of the world's leaders are now dead. Stay with me. We'll get you out of here. The American president is unaccounted for. To our friends in the West. Bakawe. Number six on the ten list. What do you want? Your president. That's not going to happen. Then every day from this moment forward will be on your head. We have to find Lakawe before he finds the president. We're going to kill him slowly and broadcast it live. Yeah, but you should have brought more men. I will not be executed as propaganda. You don't let them take me. If it comes to it, I want you to kill me. That's an order. London is just the first stop. Just imagine every major city descending into chaos. Your president dies tonight. To those who threaten our freedom, America will rise up. All right, here we go. And make no mistake, we will find you. And we will destroy you. Mike, we're getting you out. Go, go, go! Rooftop, three o'clock! Brace right back. 
Oh my god. Starring Gerard Butler and uh, uh, Harvey, Harvey Dent and <laughs> uh, some other people. Yeah, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Well, yes. I mean, this is a Dark Knight mini reunion. It really is. <laughs> uh, if if Gerard Butler was Bane, it would it would one hundred percent be. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw the. Uh, what was that noise? I have no idea. Look. All right. <laughs> so all right. Here we go. Another disclaimer. Yeah. Now, now that we're past the trailer, which I will have put in then. I live in a, in a strange environment, mm-hmm. surrounded by animals. Yes. Behind me yeah. is a chameleon and some toads. Yes. The toads, when you're in the room with them long enough, like to talk. Was that a toad noise? I think it was. Okay. I can't be sure because I have these big headphones on. Sure. But I'm pretty sure that was a toad. Okay. So if you hear some chirps, some little... It some was little, chirpy. It was chirpy? Yeah. It was a toad. Okay. There was a toad behind me. I didn't me. know toads made noises. They do. They Other like than, to... like singing old... Yeah. What, they like to say... What did the toad sing in the WB thing? Uh, hello, my baby. Was hello, that a frog, though? Where was a frog? Hello, my ragtime gal. I don't know. Look, I'm young. I think it was... <laughs> I, I know I look like a 90-year-old man. Yeah. But I'm a baby. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a frog, but mm. the record stipulated that I did not get that wrong. I did not oh, go to Oh, that's true. It end. was a frog. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about London has fallen. Yeah, huh? I can tell where we're, we're we're looking for reasons not to talk. Yeah, about Yeah, uh, let's let's read the synopsis here. Go yeah, in London for the Prime Minister's uh, funeral of of Great Britain, uh, Mike Banning discovers a plot to assassinate all the attending world leaders. And let me just start off by saying that that's bullshit. <laughs> that's not actually what happens. I mean, it happens. It's just not really what Mike Banning concerns himself with. Yeah, he doesn't discover a plot. He just <laughs> yeah, goes, "Hey, true. this yeah. is a bad idea because yeah. we can't plan for this." No, you're right. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, all right, all right, oh, okay, here we go. Before we get started, everybody, spoilers. We're going to oh, spoil yeah. the hell out of every movie. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be breaking it up into a discussion uh, and, and baseline review. We're just going to talk about it. John Goodman, dead. Uh, yeah. What's another big spoiler I can drop? Eddie uh, the Eagle, dead. <laughs> uh, Hugh Jackman, not American. <laughs> Hugh Jackman, not Wolverine anymore <laughs> in this movie. Or maybe. <laughs> Maybe, 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 he was. maybe that's uh, maybe you know he didn't remember who he was for a long time. Christopher Walken in Eddie the Eagle. That right? was a spoiler to me. Like whoa, <laughs> yeah, beautiful. <A> spoiler. <laughs> but enough about those good movies. We're talking uh, about One Dawn Has Fallen. Right. So so Mike Banning. Uh, that's Jerry Butts, right? Yes. Sure. Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> you couldn't remember his name earlier because you said Harvey Dent. And it took me just until that moment to remember the name Aaron well, Eckhart. I even went, I, in my head, I went one step further and said, thank you for uh, thank you for smoking, which is not oh, even sure. the name of his character, but no. the name of the movie yeah. he was in. <laughs> thank you for smoking. This movie stars Gerard Butler and thank you for smoking. <laughs> thank you for smoking. Um, I can't stop thinking about the movie. I love that movie for some reason. But it, all the other world leaders die. Like, yeah. it's not even like, oh, whoops. They're going to be killed. Yeah. No, it's a simultaneous attack. And in my head, I remembered that White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen came out around the same time. And both of them had really bad CG. Um, I would say one had worse. I agreed. And, and we in, know which one we're talking about because yeah. it's the one that got a sequel. <laughs> right, right. And in this, I was like, all right, I'm ready for more crappy CG helicopters. Yeah. And not only did we get crappy CG helicopters, yeah. most of, this, of the overhead scenes, whenever anything was happening, the whole city was fake. Oh, sure. And you're just like, I'm not even, this is, like, I don't give a shit about any of this. There's a great YouTube video. I uh-huh. don't remember what it's called, so your listeners are going to have to find it themselves. Okay. But it's where they, they take 
the scenes, uh, the raw footage of Olympus has fallen before mm-hmm. the CG, mm-hmm. and then show you how much of it is CG, and it is insane how much of just every single background is CG. Yeah. Every building, every tree, every it's, every single detail, and it's, it's and I assume the same is true of London of falling. London have falling, have, fall, have falling right? down. London have falling, have falling. <laughs> I assume the same is true because it looks like that. Yeah, I mean, you just look at a scene, and it was only certain scenes where I was like, yeah, no, they're they're really they're really at this place. Yeah, you know, that's a that was a rare treat. <laughs> yeah, in London, and I was like, falling. yeah, uh, yeah, that street looks like the right size. Yeah, like the part where he gets attacked on those steps. Like maybe that's legit where they are. Like maybe that's actually in England. <laughs> but I was like. Man, that street's real big. I'm pretty <laughs> sure the streets are real small there. Well, if it's if it's anything like Olympus have falling, it, there's one little tiny bit of it that's real. Yep. And then just all kinds of CGI the, just films. the cars. Yeah. Just the cars. Yeah. Not even not even the actors are there. Yeah. No. And um, no, Ger- Gerard Butler's dead. Like, yeah, he's is, been dead for 20 years. He's been dead since Rock and Rolla. That's why they never made the real Rock and Rolla, which is upsetting to me. because right? I want that sequel so. I think that they just they can't afford hologram so for that movie. Okay, so which they can't afford for London Have Falling. Since since we're just that's also why his accent sounds so weird in this movie. It's because it's a hologram. They couldn't. Yeah, they right. Get the voice I was right. like. Okay, so I, I can't tell if he's supposed to be an American. I don't know who he's. I don't know what that yeah, was going on with sure. That voice. At this, like, I'm ready for the third movie for him to just be like, "Oh no, wait, I'm a sleeper agent." Yeah. And I just had forgotten for this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? Scotland's taking over. Right, right. <laughs> we got a phone. Someone's calling the studio. We got a very important call here. Oh god. It, we've got an oh god coming from Jordan checking the caller ID. I just, it seems like he's not in. I just totally forgot that the phone's in here. <laughs> <laughs> we're no, gonna so to, we've got a caller. We've got a caller on line one. Caller, go. Caller. You had uh, something about London has fallen? How much did you love this movie? London has fallen, excuse me. So here's the thing. Let's talk about the one good scene in this movie. What? Because <laughs> there, is, there is one. Was there? Yeah. And it's the scene where, they're, uh, where he's trying to get inside the compound. So they go down that long alleyway and they try and make it look like it's one shot. Oh yeah, like that's that's yeah. pretty cool. Like that. Yeah, but I feel like I've seen it done better some right. other places. Yes, you're like, oh yeah, the cinematographer and director saw uh, True Detective yeah. and uh, or they saw Daredevil. Or they saw Daredevil, and or guess they what? saw the guys who made Daredevil saw Old Boy, and that's where this all started. And what what was that one movie like Men of Valor or something where they used real Marines in it? And oh, it's the like, Marine commercial film the yeah it was a commercial to be the Marines. right 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 and act of valor acts of yeah act of valor i okay. think so a lot of those were like one shot okay. and they like looked really cool um so i saw that and i went all right well this is this fun. is an actual good yeah. action scene with some cool shots and you know they they position the camera really cool and it, it feels like they're actually going down yeah. this alleyway and this feels like a place yeah that's the only time i didn't i didn't feel like this is just bullshit on yeah. a soundstage people talk like yeah the rest of the movie is so blah and just they lean into the r rating so hard it's like i, I will say i did kind of appreciate that where it's like just this really kind of boring shitty action movie uh-huh. but then every once in a while like gerard Butler will, will grab a bad guy hold him in the bad guy will fall out and then he'll still hold on to his helmet and just say fuck you to yeah. the helmet yeah it's, it's so it's, completely unnecessary like it just feels like the I writers went okay everyone loved when he knifed that guy yeah. in the last movie i didn't everyone, see the last one for the record you didn't way. see the last movie i saw okay. one i was down so so which you know because that's a good movie this you know, olympus is falling you know how he knifes 
a bunch of people in this movie. Yeah. He knifes like one or two people in the first movie. Okay. And it's super intense. And it's this <laughs> scene where you're just like, yeah, fucking knife him. <laughs> and in this movie, they were like, yeah, everyone liked the part where they, they knifed him, right? So yeah. let's just have him knife a bunch of He's people. He's got a body count in this film. Yeah. And they just make him a superhero. Like, he doesn't feel like a superhero in the first film. Yeah. And he doesn't curse all the damn time. Yeah. And his relationship to his wife feels legit because they're going through stuff in the first film where in this one I just totally didn't buy their relationship mm. like they just they had no chemistry to me yeah. it just felt ugh. like I don't know there was aside yeah, it was, from it was, that, it was very lazy the relationship it was just like hey he's got someone to come home to care care audience yeah like oh, care. He, he's got a kid coming <laughs> I just I don't know it just felt so lazy to me and super predictable oh, like yeah. There was nothing interesting about the plot. Uh, if you've ever heard of an action movie, yeah. you know everything's going to happen. Yes. Even if you've literally never seen an action movie, but you've heard of one, uh-huh. you can see everything coming here. You're like, oh yeah, I think this should happen, and it happens. Yeah. And and it's such a weird commentary, too, when we have movies like Eye in the Sky coming out, and then there was that Ethan Hawke movie about drones, mm-hmm. where the beginning of the movie, they launch a drone at the like the main bad guy's wedding for his daughter. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but they and try they and kill say, everyone but the bad guy. Yeah. Oh, and like two of his children. Yeah. And one of them's in a wheelchair without his legs. The other one is like leading the 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 whole insurrection. And I'm just sitting there going like, they try and play it off like they didn't know yeah. that his family was there. But even when you look at what the drone can see, it yeah. is clearly a celebration. Yeah. There's all these tents. There's like food being catered. Like yeah. the guy on the ground is looking around at all these people celebrating yeah. going, the target's here. Like, I'm sorry, yeah. but they knowingly killed a bunch of innocent people. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, they then drop a drone on that guy's bathroom, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's taking a shit. And, and, what if there are other innocent people? Like, it just, it's not, there's, there's no more, you need like a moment of reflection. <laughs> yeah. They're like, shit, man, we kind of got ourselves into this mess. Yeah. And when the, we killed that guy's family. It just, and that moment of reflection just didn't come. And I'll tell you, can I highlight a death I did like in this movie? Please. Though? There's one, and this is where they were really leaning into that R rating. Mm-hmm. It's just so crazy. I hadn't seen anything like that in a movie in a while. Mm-hmm. So we see a bad guy. He's, he's dressed as a cop, as far as we know, before you know Jerry Butts reveals why he knows he's not a cop. Mm-hmm. We think this guy is just like a regular policeman. And then Gerard oh, Butler yeah, just hits him. That's so predictable, so too. So fucking hard. But the, the moment is predictable. But the way, like, he just hits him so fucking hard in the neck with like, kills a, him. a wood thing that the guy just sits there on the ground suffocating and can't recover. Just yeah. Because, his trachea has been collapsed, essentially. Yeah. That's and the, a pretty And the president's death. just like, I've never seen anybody suffocate before. And in my head, I was like, man, that was fucked up. <laughs> that was fucking brutal. Like, like, he doesn't just, like, kill people with efficiency. Like, he hates he gets creative. everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just hates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, uh, here, I'll highlight another positive about this movie. It went by quick. I'll say that. A lot of bad movies go on for like two and a half oh, hours. Oh, yeah. This one was just boom, boom, Except boom, for, boom. I will say, it, it went mostly quick, but mm-hmm. then they tacked on like an extra 10 minutes on the end that oh, absolutely yeah. did not of need like, to be there. Of like, oh, yeah, this, this the dude British, totally betrayed. And it's like, who, this dude who we never met, don't care about. Yeah. But we have to see this whole long scene with this other lady who mm-hmm. we just met, don't care about. Yeah. But we're told she's been friends with Jerry Butts for a while, so I, yeah. I, I guess that I, means something. And in a better movie, they were like, they would have been, and it, even that is cl- cliche of them like having a past relationship or something yeah. to where her having to kill this traitor 
affects her and is hard for her. Like it kind of makes it out like it's this big deal for her. But at the end of the day, she double taps him just like anybody else is double tapped in this movie. Yeah. And that scene goes on long. Yeah. Uh, Of course, I should be kind. That is your wife I'm talking about. That's Tom Hardy's wife in real life. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Hey, Tom Hardy has taste. (laughs) Uh, But, um, but yeah, Yeah, it's a bad movie. Just a lazy. And and the sad thing was, is there were like a couple people in there that clapped at the very end. And it's just this dumb, like, America thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it's just this, this, this is the sad offshoot of Cobra. You know what I mean? Like back in the day, (laughs) you had these gung-ho, crazy action movies with with one-man armies. And like this is one of, like this isn't even a good offshoot of that. This is just one of those sad It's like homeopathy. It's like it's got one one one-hundredth of the original in it. Yeah. And certain people think that's enough to make it as good as a thing, but it's not. Just lazy. Just, um... I don't know. Don't don't go see it in the yeah, theater. Don't go see London is falling. It's London half falling. Excuse yeah, me. I should it's have, to the wrong yeah, title. Look, something. if you're gonna do it, do it right. Yeah, London half falling. Don't go see it. And that was real bad. Yep. What's next? Uh, next on the docket is Eddie the Eagle. I was in the hospital for a year when I was a kid. All the doctors said I should give up sports. Where do you think you're going, young man? The Olympics. You better take this. Put your medals in. Thanks, Mum. For as long as I can remember, it has been my ambition to become an Olympian. Yeah! Eddie, you are not an athlete! I just needed to find the right sport. Britain hasn't had a ski jumper since 1929. I'm going to be a ski jumper. He's going to break his neck. I'm going to break his neck. The time to start jumping is when you're five or six. I heard you were a champion, so I was thinking maybe you could give me a few tips. Give up. There's one for free. Watch this guy, number two in the world. And he knew what he was doing. It's not actually going to jump, is it? You're not going to give up, are you? You want your moment, Eddie? You've got to do this for real. Our strategy will best be described as ugly but effective. The Olympics is associated with certain qualities, excellence, achievement. They have no desire to associate with defeat. You're a disgrace to the sport. Good. Personal best, and we're a disgrace! Mr. Edwards. Your jump doesn't count. Because you just changed the rules. Don't I have a right to represent my country? No. My dream's turned into a nightmare. It's a world that doesn't want to know you. So what's new? British Olympic Association is trying to stop me. I have to do this. The press all want to hear your story. I was kicked off every team I was ever on before I even got a chance to prove myself. I take jumping very seriously, nearly as much as proving people wrong. Where do you think you're going? The Olympics. I thought you might need this. It's higher than you jumped before, faster than you've gone before. You can break bones. You're lucky if you can walk again. As a coach, I think you're crazy. But as your friend, fly. You ready, the Eagle? Listeners at home can't see me, but I'm doing the Eagle. Well, you're about to fly away. You need to calm down. <laughs> uh, with the no, I'm ceiling, to summon the angels. To the help, ceiling is to not help, okay. to help our baseball okay. team. Okay, <laughs> all right.
come in from the outfield <laughs> and let's yeah. record this podcast. Matthew McConaughey's in that movie. I forgot about that. Oh, whoa. He's in Ages in the Outfield. Don't tell. What? Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm so old. <laughs> I am so old. Let's talk about Eddie the Eagle. Uh, so, starring Taron Egger. So I. And Hugh Jasmine. Look, I, I sometimes I don't like trailers just because of just either the feeling they're coming across with or, or showing too much of the plot or whatever. Yeah. But I saw this trailer so much that I just, I was dreading yeah. watching this film. That biscuit tin pissed you off, I bet. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> it was, no, no. But um, I don't know. What do you, what do you think? Because, I, I mean, I, I hate that there are so many movies that are just based on a true story right at the beginning. Yeah. Like, we don't need that. Have it at the end. We've all seen the trailer that says this is based on a true story. Yeah. You don't need to throw it in our face right at the get-go. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, how do you feel about this uh, Forrest Gump-esque story? Sometimes I just, I just, I just go, on, I go on to the movies and mm-hmm. I just need a light heartwarming. And I feel like Eddie the Eagle delivered on that front. I think I think uh, it had some good moments. I mm-hmm. think it was overall a very nice story. Yes, I enjoyed the people in it. Right, you know it got the job done. Right, and and I feel that much way too. Like, much like Eddie the Eagle itself, it didn't set any records. Right, it didn't do any crazy thing that's never been done before. But it, it got what it, it gave us what we came for. Yeah, and that that's that's how I came away from it too. Like, I I had this begrudging look on my face. My arms were crossed when the movie was starting. I was so ready to not like it, yeah. And and some of the kid stuff was a little a little dumb. I could yeah. Know. If they could have just skipped over that, I would yeah. complain. Like hold, show a scene here or there. We don't need all these callbacks to the the box with the medals and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, we get that the mom is a saint by the end of the movie. Like yeah. we get it. Uh, but you're right. Like it was it was heartwarming. It was yeah. it was this nice tale. And it, it seemed believable. There were a couple parts where I was like, all right, everyone's a little too happy here. Uh, but some of it, it was, it was a good story. Like yeah. I, was, I was genuinely surprised. And, and it, one of the big things was, is it just reminded me how small Europe is. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're just like, all right, let's go to Germany. And you just let's, tour around. Let's go to band. Finland. Yeah. Let's go to, you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. just going to drive everywhere. Yeah. I don't know. That was cool. It was, it was really weird to have a, such a big contrast between London Has Fallen, which is supposed to be set in England, to Eddie the Eagle, which I don't know if they were ever actually in England, mm-hmm. but it was it just it f- I felt like that was a real place. This was this was a very English movie, I would say very too, in a way English. that I enjoy because I love it when people go full English. Sometimes, look, I love the guy who's like smiling and being polite as he's firing Eddie from the Olympic skiing. Team. Yeah, that's great. That was very oh, British of man, them. Such a dirty english villain yeah i I love the um the office of the the british olympic association yeah where it's just like kind of dusty books stacked everywhere Uh and they're sitting cross-legged drinking tea being like oh ski jumping huh yeah i I, I love i love how british this was yeah just that really yeah it was got me it was good stuff and and i can see why like i was not paying attention to sports at that time uh back in the 80s but I can see why this guy got so much attention and yeah. was such a big deal because he's a character. Yeah, he's a character, and they they hadn't had a a, 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 ski, a jumper. ski jumper in so long. Yeah, and that that it wasn't even about like he wasn't trying to get gold or silver. He just wanted to be the best that he could be and yeah. try with all of his heart. Yeah. And and the only time there was only one scene that bothered me in the whole movie. Okay, 
And that was when he was going up with uh, Finn, Finn the Finn. In the elevator? Yeah. No, I like that. And, and like, I got it. <laughs> like, I got what they were trying to do, but it, it was the only time in the movie where I could just feel the writer. Oh, sure. No, I agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> but I liked where it. I was, I was like, like, oh, man. I just needed some real cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, man, I'm surprised. I for. I'm like, yeah, like, just give I'm, me that big old lump of cheese. I'm surprised they could get out of that elevator with all the cheese in that elevator. <laughs> like, they were just knee deep in cottage cheese. <laughs> but I loved it. It was, yeah, it was cute. You and me. We're yeah. like 11 and 1. Yeah. <laughs> we're closer to each other than the rest, you see. <laughs> yes. No, nah, that guy's great. <laughs> yeah. Because you just, because he, he, he brushes him off at the beginning of the movie of like, no, I'm not even going to give you an autograph. Yeah. And then, and then he kind of accepts him as a, Once he as a sportsman. Like, no, as a prof- yeah. You're like me. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, he can tell see, that he cares. Cheese. I love it. <laughs> oh man. And then everyone else gets behind him. And, yeah. and I was surprised that I cared about Hugh Jackman's backstory and, and the way he had, you know, he had kind of been disqualified from the sport and, yeah. and how he just kind of, you know, disappeared and just, became the manager of this mountain and, and yeah. or this little skiing track or whatever. And then... Oh, you know what pushed my... strained my belief at one point, what? though? When Hugh Jackman gets up to do the 90-meter ski mm-hmm. jump. And he does it? No, well, he does it, fine, but his cigarette stays lit long enough for him to, like, take a drag and then throw it off and as And then he's it going hits down. the camera? That was weird. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. Like, it looks cool, I guess, but... I don't need so to weird. know the camera's there. Yeah. That... What? But also, I just... The physics of it, I can't imagine a cigarette well, would stay going, lit going at going that so speed. Fast. He's going yeah. so fast. No way. No way. And also, like, forest fires, people. I know it's snowing. Well, it's snow everywhere. It's all water. Jeez. Jeez. He should know better. <laughs> he's he's dirtying his own mountain. He takes care of that mountain, and he's throwing cigarettes around. Come on, yeah. son. I mean, um, or it's like, it's fine, because like, he's the one who's going to have to clean it up. So That's true. That's true. I don't know. I, I cared about his redemption. Yeah. His, I feel like his American accent has gotten better, too, since it he, has. he was first Wolverine. But goddamn, like... Are, are, aren't there other American actors? Nope. <laughs> We've run out of Americans. It's so weird that we're like, we're changing races in movies and we're changing... Why, why do we need... I don't know. It's just weird to me that we need an Australian to play an American. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. weird to me. I liked I liked how, how British he was because he like went into the... Uh, the sauna and everyone's naked. Oh, yeah. And he just gets super uncomfortable. Just, uh, nudity. <laughs> oh, oh, nudity. Yeah. And he's always drinking milk. Yeah. I don't know that that's a British thing. I think that was just him. Yeah. Like, uh, I looked up that's a picture of this guy. And Howard, Howard Hughes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they both want to fly. Um, <laughs> just like little Dieter. <laughs> there you go. Um, but, I mean, this guy was an eccentric person. Like, yeah. and And... At first, it bothered me the the way Egerton was um, not Egerton. What's his last name? Aaron Edgar 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 Aaron. Whatever. I don't know. He's uh, the. Uh, was he in other things? Yeah, he was in um, what's it called? What? Shit. I don't know what you're talking about. I it was produced by Matthew know. Vaughn. Was it maybe another Matthew Vaughn project? I will tell you in a second. I was surprised to see that this film was produced by Matthew Vaughn when I saw it because I didn't know that going in. Taron Egerton. So is he related to Joel Egerton? Oh, Mr. Mr. No Face, Mr. Yeah. Bland Face, as yeah. I call him. Are they related? I don't know. Huh. But anyway, he was in Kingsman. I did not see Kingsman. And Legend. Uh, Kingsman's pretty fun. That, that was a Matthew Vaughn project. Oh, well, there it is. There's the connection. Um, and then he was uh, he was a side character in uh, Legend. Uh, that with Tom and I, Cruise? Uh, no. With, I, with, I with I the wish. Tom Hardy's. Yeah, with the Tom Hardy brothers. Yeah. 
um, with we Tom saw, Hardy. We saw it together in a theater. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was he was his little boyfriend. Okay. I mean, maybe I should apologize for giving Superman shit because really, you put a pair of glasses on somebody. I guess I don't recognize them anymore. Yeah, it happens. Um, I like that this was sort of like in the same universe as Cool Runnings. Oh, yeah. Like there was a little call, a shout out to Cool Runnings. There at one was because they talked about the bobsled yeah, team. It was, like, it was like, meanwhile, the Jamaican bobsled team. Like, oh, I, I was like, oh, was oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like this isn't going to be in theaters very long. I feel like there was like nobody in the theater when I saw it this morning. Yeah. Oh, how was your showing? Uh, well, I saw it at the UA6, which is the oldest, whitest theater in Southern California. Oh, the one in Long Beach, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I mean, this 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 uh, theater is like designed for Eddie the Eagle type movies. Oh, yeah. Was it packed? It wasn't packed, but there was a decent turnout. That's I, great. Yeah. <laughs> was it like the last time when I went there when someone set down a beer can and it fell over and rolled down the whole theater? Oh, that, that did not Because that was a wonderful <laughs> moment at the UA6. Uh, I will say, uh, Gary Marshall should be worried because the Mother's Day trailer played before mm-hmm. the, the movie and didn't get a single laugh what? from this crowd. What? If, if, mother, if the Mother's Day trailer can't get a laugh from the UA6 Eddie oh, the Eagle crowd, no. then I, I have to think that that's trouble. That's man. scary. Because that is their audience. I don't know. I feel like any movie that has a poster, like the one I'm showing you, <laughs> where it's cross-section, Look where there's Sudsy. four people. Look at Jason Sudeikis they, poster. They're always bad. Like Valentine's Day oh, had sure. a poster like that. Any yeah. movie where it's four characters in quadrants, it just spells disaster. Scene. Let's talk about Christopher Walken in this movie. Yeah, just out of nowhere, who plays the 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 real life person Warren Sharp. Yeah, and um, he was a famous coach. I was and, not aware. And and he just comes into the scene out of nowhere. Like his face is on that book, and I'm like, what? Yeah, well, his face is on the book, and uh-huh. then we hear his voice at one point, uh-huh. and then I'm just sitting there thinking, like, if the, if he doesn't fucking show up, at he's got to show up. I'm gonna be furious. Yeah. But he does show up. Yeah, he he first shows up as as a, like as a guest announcer. Yeah, and just lambasts Hugh Jackman's oh, character. Yeah. Just He's like no, like, this... listen up. This dude's a piece of shit. <laughs> Hate him. Fuck he that sucks. guy. <laughs> uh, his his he's coaching, and yeah. that means he's doing a horrible job. Yeah. <laughs> and and man, that moment they have in the locker room. That's a good moment. Ah, and and I wish this is the only time ever where they didn't have a role at mm-hmm. the thing saying like, oh, he came back four years later. Well, and, I, I want to talk came... about that. Okay. Uh, so the movie let's talk about the ending of the movie please the movie ends Warren Sharp played by Christopher Walken has signed uh, his book mm-hmm. for Betty the Eagle mm-hmm. uh, and the work has begun or something like yeah, that yeah well, so he opens the, the sees the autograph and it says now the real work begins yes and yeah. that's the end of the movie mm-hmm. so we're left the implication like oh this is the start of a great career for Eddie the Eagle mm-hmm. and then there's no like you know where are they now roll at the end yeah, of the film yeah and the reason why, as you look it up, is because Eddie the Eagle failed to qualify for literally every single tournament he tried to get into after this one. Wow! Like he never, he never ski jumped in a single like tournament again because mm. he failed to qualify every single time. Wow! So it, it kind of directly contradicts the ending they set up with that so, autograph. Yeah, and and I think I think the reason why he is a name in England, why people care about him, is because he's such a good underdog story. Yeah. And he did. He set the British record. Yeah, and and when it comes down to it, like he is like the exception to the rule. He didn't train when he was a kid. Yeah, he just you know started doing it, and he was this flash in the pan like moment where like the whole of Britain could get behind this yeah. this guy who came out of nowhere, who no one expected to do well, and in the end, yeah. I mean, he got a seventy one, and the other guy got like a hundred and fourteen. Mm-hmm. So like. In the grand scheme of things, he didn't do anything special, but it was this 
cool story. Yeah. And it, and it did mean a lot to that country. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a good movie. Like, yeah, you don't need to see it in the theater. Yeah. You know, like the giant screen. Yeah. And, and just, it rent it. Like, just rent it. Just rent it. This is a solid rental. Yeah. It's a good, cute movie. You're going to feel good after you watch yeah. it. And, and that's pretty amazing, man. Uh, so I don't ever want to see Hugh Jackman do anything sexual again. Why not? Because, because of the Bo Derek moment. The Bo Derek moment. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Yeah. You, you stop it. <laughs> stop, stop, stop it, Hugh. Yeah. And just did, I don't know. I expected someone to say, don't put baby in the corner after they kept doing their dance, their little dance oh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I didn't expect that. Yeah. But um, uh, can I highlight a performance in this film? Please. Uh, so we've got, a, there's a pair of announcers. One of them is played by Jim Broadbent. Yeah, yeah. He's great, but I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about his broadcasting partner, mm-hmm. who I believe has zero lines in the film. He just sits there. He just sits there smiling, and uh-huh. has that classic British smile. Yeah. Where... No, you hear his voice. Whenever someone's shit-talking Eddie the Eagle, uh-huh. it's him. Oh, you know what? I erased that, because I like I like his pleasant smile so yeah. much that I erased the shit-talking It's the British brain. smile. Because he's got that, that kind of smile... Where on if it was if if he was from anywhere but England you would think it was a fake smile but uh-huh. because he's English you know oh no that's just how he smiles yeah that's just his face and I'll tell you I'll 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 point out another example of that smile mm-hmm. uh, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail oh. there's the one of the guards that, in the castle that Sir uh, Sir Lancelot goes through and kills everybody mm-hmm. that has that same exact smile on his face right up until the end and it's it's just a very I tell you guys if you're into very British things. This is a great movie. Yeah. Watch. Oh yeah. It feels. I mean, even though they're not really, they're only in Britain a few times, but like because they're traveling so much. Yeah. Um. But man, it's a Brit. It's a British movie. Yeah. And it's worth a rent. Yeah. Definitely watch it. Worth a rent. Uh, Just like Cool Runnings before it, I would say. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Cool Runnings is still good. Yeah. If you got some free time, go watch Cool Runnings. Uh. But let's get into the, the main event. Yeah. Let's talk about 10 Cloverfield Lane. Children behave. That's what they say when we're together. And watch how you play. They don't understand. And so we're running just as fast as we can. This 
Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't not transition into the Weird Al lyrics of that song every time I try yeah, to sing it's, it. So. I think I'm a clone now. Because <laughs> every chromosome is a hand-me-down. Ten Cloverfield Lane. This trailer arrived amidst the storm of mystery. It just showed up one day in theaters. Like, hey, here I am. Am I a sequel to Cloverfield? I don't know. Yeah, talk about talk about just doing like the marketing team has to be applauded here mm-hmm. because they they announced this movie like two months ago. Yeah, and and uh, I mean here I'll actually look up. The box office for uh even though we Yo. said we weren't going to we're gonna get into a little bit of it a little bit of it uh and and it made it made good money yeah. from what i understand and and good for them because they you know this movie kind of came out of nowhere and uh, i don't know like how do you want to how do you want to like talk about this movie dude we're talking. We, we're, we got. We got the spoiler. I know. Warning. I know. We got the spoiler warning. So we can say whatever the fuck we want. I already told him John Goodman dies. Yeah. I just. I don't know how. Well, let me like, ask you this. This is a sequel to Cloverfield. No. I feel like this is a Gaiden story. Do you know anything about Japanese culture? Uh, so, so Gaiden means side story. Yeah. And I feel like. Okay. Shut up for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like for a long time. If there was a movie that was a sequel that didn't feature any of the main characters, uh, people would shit on it. Like, oh, that's like, they, oh, they couldn't get the main characters, but that's not a real right, sequel. Right, right, I right. feel like a stigma has been attached to that sort of story. Uh, Whereas, what I and that's why I think we get movies like this where they pretend they're they're not sequels just because they don't have any of the main characters. Mm-hmm. But, I, but my thing is like, this is a story set in the same universe that takes place after the events of the original film. Right, it's a sequel. I'm not saying it's not also like a side story, and you can explain that. But I, I would, I would also say this is, in a very literal sense, a sequel. Uh, I feel like. Here's the thing, the reason why I feel like it's a side story, uh-huh. but it could also, it can also be considered a sequel. I feel like, I feel like, like there's this weird thing when we talk about side story and sequel that where it's like, oh, side story has to be happening at the same exact time, yeah. and a sequel is after. Yeah. I feel like. The beginning of Cloverfield starts, mm-hmm. and then about like thirty minutes from the end mm-hmm. is where this movie starts. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And then it continues yeah. after that, and then we kind of see after the original Cloverfield when she gets out of the bunker. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's why I feel like it. Like it's almost like this is in the same universe, and this is just something else that happened during that same time. Yeah. Which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I love that they're kind of setting up this thing of like, no, this traumatic event happened mm-hmm. and it affected everybody, but here's how it affected this area compared to this area. Yeah, and I really love that it's not found footage. So yes, uh, me too, because I still have not seen all of Cloverfield because I can't because yeah. it makes me throw up. Oh, jeez, it's real rough. Like yeah. it was before they they realized like, oh, we're making people sick. We if we do found footage, we need to clean it up a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Uh, so it almost made twenty five million dollars. Yeah. It's opening weekend, yeah. which is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, and and uh, I don't know. Uh, the director Dan, Dan Trachtenberg uh, uh, was a part of a show called Totally Rad Show mm. back in the day with Jeff Kanata and another gentleman, uh, Alex something. Machino, Slattery dot com. Thanks to Alex Machino, Slattery <laughs> for the Shut Up Leonard theme song. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> um, but uh, but it really came down to. 
Like, I don't think the budget's that big. Again, I don't make movies, but it is in in one location. Right. And, um, man, they do a lot with that. Like, in most movies like this, you feel claustrophobic pretty quick. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the film only makes you feel claustrophobic when it wants you to feel claustrophobic. Like, it controls your expectations and your emotions and the way you view characters Mm -hmm. so well. Like I have never had this experience of just like not trusting somebody to trusting somebody to not trusting trusting them them to like, Oh, maybe they are legit. And it's like, it's this weird thing where in most movies, when, when you look at something, it's like an either or. Yeah. And at the end of this movie to realize that the man who's been right the whole time is also a piece of shit. Yeah. Is also a bad guy. Is like like you can be right and still be crazy. Yeah. Right. Like and I like that. So the movie pretty much right away establishes that he is both right and crazy. Yeah. Because the first time we see him, he's like, "Well, so there was a flash. Something happened. It was. It, it could have been the Russians, but it also could have been the Martians." And he just like you saw him. Yeah. He's like, "Okay, so we do know he's definitely crazy." Yeah. And then it's only like five minutes later that we find out he's also right. Yeah. And then the rest of the movie is like, "Okay, but like how crazy is?" Yeah. Because we know right away he's crazy. We don't find out that he's like a serial killer crazy until later. Yeah, and you can tell he's unhinged just because of the way he reacts to certain things. Like, yeah. man, that dinner scene. Yeah. So intense. That's intense shit. It's just just beautiful. And and if it sucks that this movie came out this early, because mm-hmm. I feel like when the Oscars come around, mm-hmm. like John Goodman needs to be recognized for this I performance. I mean, there's so, he's got so many performances he should have been recognized I know. for and wasn't, I feel. I, I, like, it, John Goodman is fucking incredible. And in, in this movie, it, it shows his range incredibly. Like, yeah. I can't think of anyone else in this role because the way we, as an audience, are manipulated into not trusting him, to trusting him, to finding him like endearing and kind of adorable and then and then to go back to scary and just it's it, it's a, an amazing performance. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I I hope he's recognized. I hope more people talk about it. In the last week by coincidence I've watched 3 John Goodman films. What are they? One from the 80s, one from the 90s, one which was 10 Cloverfield Lane. My goodness. And you know what all three of those movies have in common? What? That John Goodman is fucking fantastic in them. Yeah, he's... Even though one of them uh, is a terrible movie, that's always directed by Steven Spielberg starring Richard Dreyfuss and John Goodman. John Goodman's <laughs> great in it, but it's a real bad movie. <laughs> uh, the other was The Emperor's New Groove, which I, 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 oh, I yeah. rewatched. John Goodman's great in that. Yep. And he's great in this. Yeah. He's a fucking great actor. He really is. And you know what? I misspoke because I said one was from the 90s, but now that I think about it, The Emperor's New Groove was early 2000s. Yes, it was. It's all right. We don't have to represent every decade. But I, you know, I got there. I got to the correct yeah. answer in the end. And the, my overall point stands, which is that John Goodman is a fucking phenomenon. And he should have been nominated a bunch of times. He should have won for the Big Lebowski, I feel. Yeah. But the, the Academy hates comedy, so. Yeah. And violent comedies they do not like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, real good. Just an amazing performance from him. Uh, the the other actor, uh, John Gallagher Jr. He's um, great. He's Man. great. Like he he doesn't do anything amazing, but he's like you like him, right? He's he's, he's got so likable. He him. is he is that that person in the bunker that is just like, okay, this is the guy who's going to help me get through it because he's just the right amount of charming yeah. and likability, and he's kind of funny but not too funny. He's yeah. not trying to make everyone laugh. Yeah, like it's it's a perfect balancing act between the 
the the bipolarism mm-hmm. of John Goodman's character, yeah. uh, the likability of John Gallagher, and then we've got just the strength yeah. of Mary Elizabeth Winstead, yeah. who pulls off a great performance. Yes, she's good in this. Um, she's very good. And and I just love because in these kind of movies, right? These thrillers, which mm-hmm. this this very much is. Yeah. Um, like sometimes characters do stuff, and you're like, no, you're stupid. Yeah. You are stupid. No, just do this and you will help yourself. Yeah. And there was never that point in this movie. Right? She was so smart. She was always fucking on point. She was resourceful. Yeah. She was like, she just knew her stuff. She, she like, even, even when she gets to a point where she's like, okay, I believe that bad stuff has happened because there's that haunting scene with that yeah. woman yeah. at the airlock door. She still doesn't fully trust everything. Yeah. She still has this undercurrent of like, well, this isn't right. Well, there, what I thought was great was there's just one line that that woman says before mm-hmm. she dies mm-hmm. that kind of clues you into it's not exactly as John Goodman says because mm-hmm. John Goodman had been saying the air is poisonous. Right. And when she's trying to get let in, she's like, it barely touched me. I'm not sick. Yeah. That doesn't make sense if it's the air. You're right. So there's like, we, we, we get just enough to be like, well, what the fuck is happening mm-hmm. out there? And and here's here's something I don't know if you if you figured out which but I did by the end of the film, mm-hmm. the pigs mm-hmm. look the same way John Goodman does after he falls into the acid. Yeah, so he did that to the pigs mm. to make them look that way. Take unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And she was just like that because of the gas. Yeah. Oh, that's a good movie. This is a really good movie. Uh, Do you know? And who- and I can see the the layout mm-hmm. of that. Like I know the layout of that of that bunker. Oh yeah, I know the way it's put together. I know where everything is. Like in a in a movie like this, where you're in a small contain uh, like small Confined. space like that, just contained and, and tiny. Mm-hmm. Like the camera work is perfect, showing you everything you need to see. Like is this his first feature film? The director, one hundred percent. He's damn, he's, he's done like two park. or three short films. Yeah, one was like a portal film, and then he did another one. And this is his first movie. He did a good fucking job. Like this. Do you know who plays the voice of Ben? Mary Elizabeth Winstead's uh, boyfriend. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, it's Bradley Cooper. Which is so weird. Yeah. Because I heard his name that he was attached to this, and I was like, knowing that going in, I was like, where's Bradley Cooper? <laughs> Where, is he going to be outside? And she goes outside? I don't know. Um, and uh, I don't know. Uh, set design was fantastic. Um, I love the yeah, bunker, love the, the way it the looked. Bunker. Yeah, just really cool. You yeah. could you get a lot about John Goodman's character by the way he designed the bunker. Yeah, um, that shower curtain. That shower curtain is so <laughs> great. Yeah, uh, and then when he like opens up, he tells her to open up that secret door, and there's the 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 barrel of acid. Yeah, just the fact that there's a secret compartment and yeah. there's a barrel in it. Yeah, just immediately scary. Yeah. You're just like, oh shit! And then it gets scarier. It gets when, when man, that oh. scene, holy crap! I mean, I don't know if we want to spoil exactly everything, but oh, we just and and one haunting thing after that is the fact that he takes care of everything, yeah, and then he's clean shaven, yeah. Like yeah. what? <laughs> and he says the phrase like, "This is how it was always supposed to be." Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then after Pretty after that, shit gets real. Yeah, it does. Um, so do, do we want to talk about what happens when she gets out of the the bunker? Because this is this is where I've heard I've I've 
read a lot online, right? Mm-hmm. People, this definitely feels like a movie that people want to talk about because I've been talking, I've been seeing people talk about it on Facebook. Yeah. And this is the part of the film where they're like, yeah, the, the movie was good, but then she went outside and it got fucking weird. Like, I feel like this is the point of the movie where people are going to swing one way or the other about how they feel about it. No, I like this. I, I, I liked what happened once you got yeah. out of the bunker. Uh, mainly because, it, I mean, the, the thing that I think people were worried about going in and then the people who hate what happened after the bunker, uh-huh. obviously, to them, their fears are confirmed, uh-huh. which is that this movie was not written as part of the Cloverfield universe. It was, yeah. it was, it was a script called The Cellar, uh-huh. which I think was just supposed to be about like a crazy person holding some people mm-hmm. in this bunker. Um, but, I mean, the script was changed before. Like, yeah, before yeah, Dan Trachtenberg yeah, yeah. got a hold of the script and, like, agreed to do the movie, yeah. the Cloverfield stuff was in it. But you can see how it would have been a movie without the yeah. Cloverfield stuff. Yeah, you can tell it was something else before. You can tell how it, and then, it yeah. yeah. But I but I like this because I I, I, I like crossovers. Yeah. I, I like it I, I like it when a movie is set within the same universe as another movie because yep. why not? Mm-hmm. And I think it really doesn't take anything away here. And it makes sense. Yeah. And and it leads I feel like the 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 very last scene, right? Mm-hmm. The three like last scenes at the end where she makes a choice. Yeah. Is is extremely important for the character because we learn in one of the only scenes that really stood out to me as like feeling a little weird was the part where they were sitting against the the wall talking about and talking to each regrets. other and it was just this weird thing where like the pacing was so good and then it just slowed down real quick and yeah. it had this weird moment where like well where is he that he John Goodman that they can't hear yeah. each other because that place is so small right yeah and they had that moment earlier where they were talking and they thought they were alone and then mm-hmm. and then they weren't yeah um but but we learned that she you know whenever something gets tough she runs yeah. And and if if you if you like look at each experience that she has in this film, first uh, getting engaged to Bradley Cooper, yeah. which I'm sorry if Bradley Cooper wanted to be my husband, I'd say yes, yeah, because uh, um, that man's beautiful. Yes, um, uh, being thrust into the bunker, yeah, right after he accidentally. So, oh, here's here's the question. Before I continue down that road, do you think it was really an accident? Uh, because he 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 makes a plea to her saying it was 100% an accident I just didn't want to tell you because I was so frazzled yeah I mean she I I think it was an accident because I don't know how like when in your mind if it wasn't when would he have started setting it up at the gas station at the gas his truck that pulls up that she gets really uncomfortable around Oh, it was, wasn't it? I didn't even think about that. And he's just sitting in the car you looking at her. I he forgot never, about that scene. He never gets out. I forgot about that scene. It wasn't an accident. It wasn't I'm gonna an go, accident. I'm going to say right now it was not an accident. He's sitting in that car looking at her going, yeah. she looks just like Megan. Yeah. Um, you know what? Remembering that scene? Yeah, it was not an accident. Oh, man. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that scene, but now that you remind me, yeah. Yeah. 100% not an accident. Not an accident. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, he picked her. Yeah. <laughs> he wanted someone to spend the but end of the you world know with. what? She survived because of that. He, he picked the wrong. Well, yes. In the end, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it this ended up weird working thing. out for her because she would have died if yeah. not for that. But he would have survived if not. So yeah. sucks to be you, John. Goodman. Yeah, that choice is his downfall. Yeah. And um but but being thrust in that bunker, not her choice. Like yeah. she's she has all of these experiences where she doesn't have a choice in the situation and she hates it and she has this need to run away from it, right? Yeah. But through the gauntlet of this experience, right, of everything she's going through, of, of coming to terms with lo- losing the people she loves, her family and, and her fiancé, mm-hmm. of, of you know, becoming friends with, uh, with Emmett 
mm-hmm. and him him being killed, uh, standing up and it ultimately defeating John Goodman's character, and then the monster afterwards, and then and then coming up to a a, a force of you know extraterrestrial nature mm-hmm. and and using the know-how using the knowledge and 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 her quick thinking to defeat everything yeah like she she becomes the type of person who when given the choice doesn't run anymore yeah she becomes strong enough to say instead of running and hiding where it's safe i i know what, what i'm doing i'm smart i mean do you I don't know. I don't remember that first scene. Did it show that she was like a doctor or something? I don't think so. I think it was just her in her like apartment. Yeah, I couldn't tell like her yeah. profession from that. But she's definitely smart. Yeah. Right. And she definitely has the instinct to fight now. So it really comes together for her character. I believe at the end when yeah. she says, "No, I'm gonna go help." Yeah. And and it it ties together great. I thought, I thought the design of the uh, aliens was interesting. Yeah. And, and I haven't seen Cloverfield in a long time, but the monster in that had the same kind of like gaping maw that the spaceship yeah. monster has, right? Yes, didn't they, didn't they look so. similar? Yeah. Cause that's, and I believe that is the implication. That these yeah. Are part of the same, part of the same force. thing. And, uh, you know, there's, there's a couple, uh, a couple things The the company that is responsible for excavating and finding the Cloverfield monster, mm-hmm. uh, one, their logo is on some of the equipment inside where the, oh, uh, yeah. well, that, that company air supply shows up is. in a few like different TV shows. And yeah. Stuff too. That's like a, so, and, and it, it kind of goes along. Like, I think the spoil story we're supposed to get with that is he had some dealings with that company, with the government and yeah. That's one of the he reasons why and went crazy. That's one of the reasons why he created the bunker is because yeah. he saw that and went, "Oh, shit's gonna go bad." Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know. I feel like we've talked about everything, and man, this was a good movie. Yeah, it's a good flick. Like, uh, watch it. Just, just watch Cloverfield if you can. You don't need to. Just have an open mind. Like, anytime I've seen someone get online and be annoyed with this movie, it's because they they had some expectation or they. They they liked the movie it was when she was in the bunker and didn't like the movie it was yeah. when it was out of the bunker and I say why not both because yeah. that's what this movie's all about like it's not is he crazy or is he right it's both yeah like it's okay to have both it's just an amazing first movie from Dan Trachtenberg uh, this guy's been trying to be a director for a long time like I I've it's just it's crazy to me because I saw him on the Totally Rad show like five ten years ago and. He, they reviewed everything, video games, movies, comic books, TV shows, you know, and just remember the remembering the way he talked about film. Mm-hmm. Like he, one of the movies, like when it when he got his first project, it was supposed to be Why the Last Man. Mm-hmm. He was going to make that film. And then it kept like it lost funding and it got funding and, and like it was sitting in limbo. Yeah. So once his name was attached to that, then other people started bringing scripts to him and saying, what do you want to do for your first film since this is on hold and this is the movie he picked. And it just, it feels so confident. Like it doesn't feel like it's coming from someone who's never made a film before. Yeah. It just, and sure hand. And here's the other thing. I've never seen an opening scene like this one, like the, where, where it does the title card. Yeah. Like it waits until the car accident. Yeah. And it just, this incredible, like use of sound and then silence, sound, yeah. silence, sound, silence. Lines intercut, yeah. Oh man, like it it sets the stage for just this is gonna be intense. It's gonna be a white knuckle thrill ride, and it's it's great. Yeah. So uh, 
Uh, go see it. Yeah, so don't see London Have Falling. Uh, rent, rent Eddie the Eagle. Yep. And go see Clover. And you can see Eddie the Eagle with like your family because it's yeah. it's definitely, you know, he drinks milk the whole damn movie. Yeah. Um, it's it's the, definitely family friendly. The older German bartender does want to bone down. Oh, yeah. I really <laughs> love that part where he got uncomfortable. And yeah. I was like, hey, man, you're missing out, Eddie. Uh, and then, man... Go see Cloverfield in theaters. Yeah. Go watch it on the big screen. Line. Don't find a theater that's still playing Cloverfield. Don't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> find ten Cloverfield. Whatever. If you can find that and watch it, it's not necessary for this film. Yeah. Um, you don't need to feel like, oh, I need to see that before I see this one. Go see Ten Cloverfield Lane in the theater. Find a big, beautiful screen with a big, beautiful sound system. Uh, some people were complaining about the 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 CG of the aliens. They must have had a bad projection. Yeah, because that looked great. It looked fantastic on yeah. my screen. Uh, well, where I saw it. So this is this is the type of movie you go to the theater for. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know if you should bring popcorn because I I was just so entranced in the movie whereas london has fallen i had to eat popcorn to like stay busy yeah you know what i mean like because the movie wasn't doing it no it wasn't like yeah. but but definitely go see that movie and uh i think that's gonna yeah. that's gonna end it Gotta for our it our special episode um we may let andrew out i mean uh wait no andrew's gone <laughs> yeah he's dead uh you know but uh we will be back next week um i don't even know what's coming out movies yeah, go see movies. Go see movies. Uh, uh, well, wait, wait. This is the part of the episode when we normally do, uh, what's it called? Promotion yes. stuff. So oh, plugs. I'm going to do some plugs Yeah. as soon as my phone loads. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, first, we're going to thank uh, sophomore, uh, or, or our theme song, Sophomore Makeout, yep. by Silent Partner. We got that from the YouTube audio library. Thank you very much, Silent Partner. We love the theme song. Uh, our logo art was done by Justin Kizon from uh, the website Agents of Guard. There's lots of writing there. Don't you write for them as well? Sometimes, yeah. Very cool, very cool. Go to that website. They've got, they write about everything. They've got a nice uh, bevy of writers that talk about all different kinds of stuff. Uh, and... Uh, don't you and Andrew and David King do a little podcast called Pick Your Path? We do. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. When is that coming back? Sometime this year. Sometime this year. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Coming nice. soon. And there's uh, how many episodes are on the docket right now? Like if someone wanted to go back. Well, there are six main episodes as well as a, c- a couple bonus apps. Oh, that's really cool. So check those out. Nice. Uh, uh, our, our sometimes guest, uh, well, actually he was on a couple episodes in a row, Tom. He's over at uh, OptiGrab.org. He yeah. also has short stories on, on Amazon, right? And Smashwords. Yes. And uh, he's he pumps them out. He's he's very prolific. He loves to write. He's he's pretty active on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, but he's got some good. Uh, one of his most recent ones, uh, we reviewed uh, Vich, and he had just written uh, a witch short story. Oh. So check those out. Um, and I personally do some streaming over at Twitch.tv. Uh, a little video game by the name of The Division came out. And because no other good games are coming out till next month, I will be streaming that every weekend wow. from 3 to 5 p.m. on Saturdays. So come by twitch.tv backslash gamersoutweekly uh, to check that out. You can also stop by there almost every day and, of course, follow them on Twitter at GA Weekly. Uh, and if you're interested in other shows on the Benview Network, yeah. go to Benview Network. 
dot com and of course follow Benview Network on Twitter at yep. Benview Network. Mm-hmm. Our personal Nerds Eye View website is nevpodcast.com. You can email us at nevpodcast at gmail.com and of course follow us on Twitter at nevpodcast. Um, my personal Twitter is at Truvelk. Yep. Mine is at Dr. Matt Benson. And beautiful, beautiful. There are and some good movies coming out next week. What are, what's coming out? Uh, three that I want to see and then two others. Uh, do you want the two others first? Do you want the Please. three I want to no, see? No, no, I want the two others first. Two others, the Divergent series, colon, Allegiant, Dash, Part 1, <laughs> uh, and the Bronze. Oh, that's the woman who got like a bronze medal and she's trying to like live off of the... I believe so. Yeah. The three that I want to see... Midnight Special. Midnight Special. Oh, that looks so good. It looks very good. The Program. Ooh, I don't know if you've seen any of the no. about that. It's the Lance Armstrong film. Oh, cool. Starring Ben Foster, who's a nice. terrific actor. It looks nice. really good. And uh, Pee-wee's Big Holiday comes oh, out. Oh, well, what? Yeah. So, Holy crap. March. And then you know what's the, we, we know what's the week after that? It's, uh, the bad movie Superman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> My Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, of course, is the one to beat that That's, weekend. Well, I mean, you know, look, one of them is going to come out on top, <laughs> and it won't be the one that deserves it. Although, that, I saw the trailer for Big Fat Greek Wedding 2, and that doesn't look that good either. Yeah, that was on Eddie the Eagle. Um, uh, but Midnight Special, you know what? If if I have to guess... Midnight Special. If I have to guess what movie we're going to review next week, it's going to be Midnight Special. And uh, please, listeners, go check out the trailer for that, because that looks real good. And, of course, we will see you next week. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, uh, I did it. We're going? I did it. I pressed the button. Are we live? We're live. Uh, we are streaming out to the masses of zero. Uh, so, so how do you feel about uh, order? Should we do worst to best? We can do that. I and I'd I think love, we might agree. <laughs> I'd love to hear your order. Because I think we're lining up, but I want to yeah. please. What, 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 what's what's worst for you? Wonder does fall. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and next, Eddie uh, the Eagle. Yeah. Ten All right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, sir. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.